Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. Hollywood actors have joined writers on the picket line as their two unions strike simultaneously for the first time in 63 years. So actors are walking off sets and out of movie theatres where premieres of their movies are being screened and writers haven't been working for months. At the centre of it all are two types of technology that have had a major impact on the way content is made, AI and streaming. So as the entertainment industry finds itself at this crucial juncture, we're going to discuss this topic that has been making headlines. Joining me now to discuss this are writer and actor Actor Siobhan Callahan and actor, writer, director Pollyanna McIntosh, whose film Quicksand has received great reviews at the Galway Film Fla and it has been officially selected to screen here in Drogheda as part of the Boyne Valley International Film Festival. Ladies, you're very welcome to 11 to 1. How are you? Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. It's yeah. great to have you both on the show and you know I watched the movie last night and was just blown away by this and I'm really looking forward to chatting to you about this but before we discuss the movie in detail right for those of us looking in on these historic strikes that are happening in Hollywood right now can you tell us why they're happening first of all and why it's important that the writers and actors down tools and strike? Yeah I think if you look at the amount that the heads of studios are making compared to those who are working for them and creating the content, the writers particularly, it's a really unfair pay gap going on. And I think when people think of writers and actors, they think of famous people. Mm. But there's a lot of people working that, you know, are not earning that kind of money, but just could see a few more residuals, especially. Because when something's shown on TV or in cinemas, you know, you get residuals from your work. But when it's on streaming, the streaming sites are refusing to show their numbers and what they're actually earning from these you know, from their product. Um and so we don't get residuals on them. Okay. So it's a really unfair situation. Yes, very unfair, very unfair. And for the likes of yourself, Pollyanna, because you would have worked quite a bit in LA and uh, people will know you from Vikings, from The Walking Dead, from huge, huge productions and also indie productions as well. So for the likes of somebody yourself, like yourself who, say, was working predominantly in the States, what sort of an impact would this have had, say, for you if you had still been over there? Massive. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't work, you can't audition, you can't um, do anything. But that's the point of the strike. It's got to put the wind up them and get them to, you know, open up their numbers and, and also to take action against AI because mm. we don't have a moratorium on it and it's a really dangerous place where your likeness could be taken and used and the studios will want to do whatever costs them the less money for the least money for the greatest profit, you know. Yeah, it is scary. I don't scary. think any of us really want to see 
a robotic version of actors. You know, you no. see humanity, don't you? Yeah, because, you know, even like the, the growth in the AI industry has been just scary, really, because even yeah. I learned the other yeah. day that there's an odd, there's a there's an editing software out there that I can use. Right. So say, for example, if I was pre-recording this interview with you, I said a word wrong or something in the editing, I can edit that out. And also an AI could be me saying the right words like that's yeah. just bringing it in that level as well. No, it's quite yeah. scary, isn't it? It's like our jobs yeah. are all on the line with that and and you know technology obviously is supposed to help us but in this case i think we need a bit more agency and we need a bit more humanity across the board but especially when we're telling stories yeah absolutely and siobhan what's your take on this you know because you're coming from it as well as from a writer actor perspective yeah um i mean very similar i think polly um hit the nail on the head there with her point um i think the other thing to consider as well is the the writers and um the issue with ai you know there's a lot of talk at the moment of um, these companies, production companies, um, getting AI to essentially write a script and yes. then have the writers come in and kind of tweak it at the end, you know. So obviously they're paid a lot less money and what they're doing is just imbuing it with kind of humanity and, and creativity that a robot essentially can't have at the moment. Um, so I think that's really troubling for a lot of writers and it's, it's kind of a scary time to be in, you know, because they will they will do it, you know. They'll, they'll do the thing that's going to cost them the least amount of money, so... Um, yeah, yeah. And, and again it, it's instantaneous isn't it you know you can put in you know like I could be on obsolete ladies you know what I mean like my boss might decide to you know create something that uh, turns out a script and just rabbits on here for a little while and it could be the same thing I don't know but you know we see stars of, of Oppenheimer walking out of the premiere for a movie and this is obviously in solidarity to the strike uh, but they're not promoting their own movies so Will this affect ticket sales? Because judging kind of what happened over the weekend with Barbie and Oppenheimer, it might be creating more of a buzz, is it? I think yeah. it's certainly getting it in the news, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's yeah. so much of the promotion is down to the actors coming and trotting out and wearing the dresses and doing all this, this stuff. But, you know, when I go to see a movie, I want to see characters. So for me, it doesn't really change my perspective on the film so much, you know. And I think we've needed some really good movies I think it's a good weekend for film. Um, but, you know, with SAG, we're, we're, we just can't do that stuff. Otherwise, what's the point, you know? Yeah. They're getting us for free doing promotion as well as everything else. Then. Oh, this then is the whole the, thing's lost. This is the other thing. This is the other thing. Siobhan, sorry, you were going to come in there with something. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I think that we'll see a real fallout from this down the line, actually. You know, this, it almost feels like Barbie and Oppenheimer and all of this coming out at the moment feels like this like celebration of film with mm. fear behind it that for a long time we might not be seeing anything um of that like uh scale and level you know because of all of the strikes so i think that like obviously the writers and the actors and everyone involved in the industry you know you can't forget the crew and even florists and caterers who are involved in um premieres and all of that kind of crap they're all suffering right now but i think the public will really feel it down the line when you know your favorite series isn't being shown next yeah. year and um, there, there won't be as much film coming out and like all of that crap, you know. So I think it, it'll be a there'll be longevity in this, and the impact will happen periodically over a long period of time. Yeah, because you know, for the likes of yourselves, then promoting a movie at a film festival here in Ireland, things that's that's yeah. fine. But what about if you want to screen, say, abroad now in, in film festivals for the future? Well, with quicksand, because it was done in Ireland and it wasn't done under SAG rules, because it's a short, which isn't a really a money-making venture, more of a passion project for 
you know, for making a film itself and for exploring a script. And um, this is quite a family affair, actually. Mm. So it's, it doesn't affect us per se. But for instance, we would have been pitching this as a TV show to continue, you know, to do, you've seen the film, so to do episodics of each moment of her day and each, each time. I was thinking that as I was watching this. It's so a TV (laughs) series. Yes, it really is. Off that pitch until this is all over. Okay. Okay. We go in with, you know, with it after when, yes, when it's done. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I see what you're talking about now, Siobhan, as well with the, 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 the ramifications for this. Absolutely. Now, let me talk about this because I watched this haunting piece of work last night. It takes on the issue of sex addiction and boldly explores this. And I love that it's from the female perspective because you don't see much of this on screen. I mean, when I think about movies that have explored this, you know, you've got Michael Fassbender's Shame. You've also got um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Don John uh, that I kind of come to mind immediately. But you don't see it from the female perspective was that something that was very important to you was that sort of where the kind of genesis of the idea was coming from yeah definitely I think um, it it started off as an idea of like I was interested in the idea of escapism which Mm. kind of then um, turned to addiction because I think a lot of people you know who are addicts use it to escape Um, and as I was writing it, like I, I, I thought about sex addiction and just something that hasn't been explored a huge amount from the female perspective. And it just was really interesting to me to look at it that way and to break down bound, or borders and to just, yeah, to, to see how, how it fits the people, how people will watch something that's messy and female and raw. Um, and yeah, we, we ended up getting a lovely response in Galway. So I was, I was glad to do it. And I had an amazing team behind me and Pollyanna was just a perfect director. So... Yeah, yeah, and you're right. Messy and raw, and all of that, absolutely. And was it important as well that this be an LGBTQ story? Um, I think uh, yes, and in a similar vein to addiction, I thought that it was important. Um, it's important to you know have a lot of uh, to see more LGBTQ plus relationships on mm-hmm. screen, but particularly ones that are messy, because I think there's a tendency to kind of romanticize um, uh, people who are in marginalized groups. You know, um, I think people maybe are afraid of showing what it's really like, you know, to, they're, they're afraid of offending or afraid yeah. of um, putting a lens on something that isn't celebratory of the marginalized groups. And I completely understand where that's coming from. But for me, it was important to have a, a messy relationship, a real relationship. Um, and of course they exist, you know, but it was just... Uh, another version of it, so <laughs> yeah, and it, it really is because you play Sal, uh, the, the one of the, the the couple and the sort of central central character. Then Pollyanna is is playing um, her partner who is pregnant. I mean, talk about so this is kind of what the, the, what you're talking about with the messiness. So give us an idea of the plot then, a quick sound. Polly, do you want to talk about it? Or? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so. So Sally Lawless is a teacher and outwardly seems to have it all together. She's got a long-term love partner who's pregnant. They've been working on this for a while and everything seems well. But Sally is a mess inside and is numbing herself out by shagging everything that moves, which consequently means that she finds herself in hot water. Um, I won't give away the spoiler. No, don't. don't. uh, Yeah, so she's trying to fix her problem, get to work, not get distracted, um, not numb out, and keep her relationship going. And it's all set over one day. Yes. And um, the twists and turns just keep dragging her around by the hair. Oh, uh, yes. And you've become, I hope, very invested in the core relationship 
and uh, you want it to work out. But Sally keeps sort of self-harming essentially with our addiction. Yeah, she and like that's the thing as well that I think I was chatting to you about this earlier on, Siobhan, that this idea of, you know, Polly being this, she's not, you know, just kind of, she's not purely sympathetic. Like at times you do sympathise with her and then, the, you know, at other times she's quite dark as well and she goes into this darkness quite willingly, it seems as well. So what drew you to the script, Pollyanna? And also, I know that you guys, did you guys meet on on a, on a the Viking set or how did you come to, yeah, to know each other? Yeah, exactly. So, so she Siobhan was living in Dunleary and I was put in Dorky. So we were 10 minutes away from each other and Shiv had a lot of auditions going on during shooting. We weren't in scenes together. Um, she was working alongside Coyote Akinyemi a lot, who ended up being in Quicksand as well. They were playing partners in that. And then she, it turns out she was a writer. And from having already seen her acting in the auditions, I was like, oh, she's very good. You know, she must be working all the time. And she was like, no, I'm not getting that much stuff. And you know, it's been a bit quiet and I'm really wanting to break through. And I know what that's like because I've been there mm-hmm. a bit older, you know. I just thought, oh, this woman should be seen more. And then she handed me this script that was just absolutely amazing. And I was like, what the hell? It's like a perfectly written script, you know. Um, so I showed her some stuff that I directed and she said she, she'd be interested in working on this. And I thought, yes, that's what I wanted to hear. Because oh. I wanted it to come from her, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, and then we were away to the races. Way to the races is right. And this isn't, you know, you've, you've directed before, but this is your first foray into directing a film that you haven't written. So what was that experience yeah. like? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I really wanted to honour the writing and I really wanted to keep Shiv involved in the look of it and the costumes and, you know, the casting and all of that. So we worked together in creating the vibe for it and our influences and things and getting our crew together. And then... And then there was a point at which Shiv was like, okay, I'm going to step back and be the actor now and go and prepare and get into my dark place. And, um, and she put a lot of faith in me and the crew and, and away we went. And it was just, I think I was checking quite a bit with her that, you know, things were right. But mm. at the same time, I had confidence in my own ability and I felt like I could really see it clearly what she'd, you know, envisaged yeah. from the script itself. So it was pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, oh, that's good. And the casting was particularly beautiful the way it came together. We had Philip O'Sullivan who's, who was in Vikings who I just met him at, in, up the hills walking dogs, you know. Oh, I love um, it. <laughs> and it's not often that you get a character come up who's, you know, in the, in their older years and has to do quite a quite a daring scene like that. Oh, yeah, because we talk a bit about this actually because not yeah. to give kind of too much away but Siobhan, this must have been difficult as well for you to mentally prepare as as Pollyanna says, go to the dark place. Mm. The the scene in the bar with this uh, character that Pollyanna is describing there, this older character. Mm. What? How do you mentally prepare yourself for something like that? Um. So, Philip, we were absolutely blessed with Philip. I'd also never met him before and Polly introduced me to him and he was just, from the moment I met him, exuded warmth and enthusiasm and was, I felt really, really safe around him and then safe around Pollyanna. You know, the whole mm-hmm. the whole space was set up in a way that it was actually quite easy to, to go into it. And you're also under time constraints and all of this stuff, so you're focused on getting the work done. But I have to say it was surprising afterwards. It was after I shot that scene and I think it was the following day we were shooting the kind of fallout from that scene. Okay. And that's when it, it, that's when it really hit me. That's when the emotional impact of it came through because I guess I had to go back into that space and live it for real, you know. Um, and uh, But again, I was really lucky. I had like a, an incredible team to support me and we had an intimacy coordinator at the other end of the phone to kind of chat to and 
all of that was really helpful and I can't uh, emphasise enough how important it is that we have intimacy coordinators now yes. um, that are available to actors and directors and actually everyone really on set when you're dealing with triggering issues. Um, yeah, yes, and, uh, absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of the, the conversation around intimacy coordinators came about from normal people, which is great. Uh, and, and as you say, so important to have on set. I mean, you're talking about Philip there and I'm going, my God, is it the same man that you're talking about? Because he's so horrific in that scene, but brilliant and exactly what you needed him to be in that in that scene. Absolutely. And was there a lot of research into, you know, sex addiction for this? Did you interview people in treatment, that kind of thing, Siobhan? Um, I did a lot of research. I, I, I mean, I read a lot and I watched as much as I could. Um, and I, I have a couple of friends who have dealt with addiction of various mm-hmm. types. One who um, actually is a sex addict as well, or sorry, a recovering sex addict, I should say. Yeah. So I, I had conversations about it with those. But I, I think um, the, the thing with this script is, to be honest, it kind of fell out of me. And then mm-hmm. after I'd written it, that's when I started doing all the research and I was able to kind of layer it and make it um, as close to as people's truths as I possibly could. But of course, everyone's journey with addiction um, is very different and also with trauma and why they get there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I did do research, but it was kind of after the fact and it was to to fix the script. Yes, I see what you're saying, absolutely. And you know, I think in a way most of us can kind of wrap our heads around a drink or a drug addiction, but there's a whole other layer of shame, isn't there, caught up in in sex addiction, Mm. which I think is really well explored here. I mean, was that something as well that you wanted to really highlight and leave that with the audience? Definitely, yeah. I I think, again, it's about, uh, I wanted to to, kind of give the humanity back to people who are suffering with it mm-hmm. because I think that's important. I mean, people who are addicted to drugs or alcohol, it's so spoken about that it doesn't become their whole identity when, when we speak about these people. But I think with sex addiction, there's so much taboo around it. So yeah. I thought it was important to give this character the, the light and the dark and everything in between and to show that, you know, they're more than just their addiction. Um, yeah. yeah, which is done so, so well. It really is. And the movie so well received at Galway Film Fla. I'm thrilled you both are going to be in Drogheda for Boyne Valley International Film Festival. Oh, yeah. I mean, how important is it as well for a short film? As you rightly say, Pollyanna, that's kind of a labour of love project. It's not making money. How important is it for it to be screened at festivals like this? It's really the home of short films, you know, and, and it may get a place on RT or some such later but it's really with the audiences in the cinema that you get the you know that you get the feels and you you feel the audience reacting to it and yeah. people at film festivals are real film lovers so yeah. you know it's just great to hear their opinion and to see that they get yeah. something from it Oh, definitely. Uh, it's encouraging, isn't it? Just encouraging. Very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we watched it in Galway, you know, because we've been so closely entwined with this film for so long, you kind of forget that there's funny bits in it. Yes. And having an audience there kind of breathing through the film with you or at times kind of not breathing, you know, but mostly the laughter was just a, a joy. It was a gift yeah. to be able to experience that. So we're really looking forward to um, bringing it around as, as much as we can and to as many festivals and this is a great one for second home. Oh, it really is. It really is. Uh, please say you're going to work together again, are you? Oh, I oh yeah. So, yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. I will look at I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Really looking forward to meeting you both in person when you come to Drogheda. It really is a fantastic piece uh, that you've oh, created there. Looking forward to meeting people there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be lovely. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great festival. It really, really is. But listen, for now, thank you both so, so much for joining me today. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye, bye, bye. Siobhan Callahan there and Pollyanna McIntosh. Quicksand is the name of the movie. Now, Boyne Valley International Film Festival next month. Get your tickets. They are selling quickly. The 11th till the 13th of August. All the details that you need are on drihid.com. The 11 to 1 show. 